Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dunk, a fantasy baseball podcast. Today, I'd like to speak about all the different types of leagues that you can participate in and various ways to structure them. First, let's talk about a common misconception in the fantasy baseball universe. And that is, you need to open the app and give it your attention every single day to set your lineup, make roster adjustments, make sure you have correct players in your lineup who are starting each day, or else you'll be at a disadvantage compared to the folks in your league who do. And that's simply not the case. For the casual player, there is a league format called Weekly, and in this league, you and your league mates are able to roll out one lineup per week, very much like you do for football. However, instead of only getting one game of action per week from all of your players, and all of that action coming with a little tease on Thursday and Monday, along with an orgy of action every Sunday, you get multiple performances from each player throughout the week and a stake in the games happening every day. And that is something I love so much about baseball. In a weekly league, you are only responsible for opening the app in time for the first games of the week, which run from Monday through Sunday in your head-to-head matchups, and everyone is on the same playing field with that one lineup that they roll out. Then, Throughout the week, at your leisure, you're able to open up the app, focus on trades, set it and forget it, and enjoy the action. Whether that be watching the games or simply just checking in on the stats that accumulate throughout the week. On the other hand, you can play in a daily league, which is much more common and competitive. In a daily league, you open up the app and you make sure that you have players in your lineup who not only have games, but are also in the starting lineup in the real world. Next up, we'll talk about different types of scoring structures. Much like in football, you can play in a head-to-head points league. You go head-to-head against your opponent all week, your stats translate to points, and whoever scores more points wins the matchup. I play in multiple of these leagues. See, in a points league, I find myself really just focusing on one number. How many points per outing is this player getting you? That's how you assess his value. Another option is to play in a head-to-head categories league. To me, there's more strategy involved in this format. You and your league mates will choose between a number of hitting and pitching categories, Hitters, you can choose hits, home runs, runs batted in, steals, can even do net steals to account for when a player gets caught stealing often. And on the pitching side, you've got ERA, whip, strikeouts, wins, saves, and just like steals, you can do net wins and and net saves to account for blown saves and losses. This format gets you looking at all of these stat categories You can go for a balanced lineup, or you can go for a more aggressive approach and build a team that's dominating categories while punting. Commonly, folks will choose to punt steals, punt saves, 
but it's up to you. Two ways to go about a categories league. You can make it such that whoever wins more categories at the end of the week just gets a W. What I find to be a better way to handle a head-to-head categories league is that your record at the end of the week is based on how many categories you won. So say you're running 13 categories. If you win 13-0 clean sweep, that is your record at the end of the week, which is a cool way to do it because in my opinion, at the end of the season, the standings are a more accurate representation of which teams are most dominant. In all three of these head-to-head league formats, you and your league mates will have a playoffs at the end of the season. A new format that they're rolling out is letting your league allow an odd number of teams into the playoffs, which I think is very cool following the football format for the playoffs in the real world. And I also heard a rumor that baseball is going to start having seven teams in each conference. And in this format, only the top team gets a bye while the others fight to make it to the next round. Contrary to the standard, which is that the top two teams will get a bye, if any at all. A couple other fun types of league formats, rotisserie leagues. Standard is categories, where rather than going head-to-head each week, you and your league mates will have the same categories, whichever ones that you choose to count for. And based on the number of teams in the league, you get points for where you are in the standings of that category. So you have 10 teams in the league. If you're winning the hits category, you get 10 points for it. You're in second place in RBI's category, you get 9 points for it. And so on and so forth, tallying up a score that determines your spot in the standings. Very fun league style. I actually started playing in my first ever Roto League this year in a hockey league with a bunch of friends who are big hockey fans from work and school. I actually haven't even watched a single hockey game. But I do very much enjoy the concept of building a team to dominate the categories and following the stats day in and day out. Great way to play. Similar to Roto, you can do a points league where it's every team for themselves, pulling out the best lineup you can each day or week, and have a season-long standings of who is the most dominant team based on points. I've also joined my first league ever with this format. I met some awesome British guys through my day job in recent months. Shout out to the comms guys. And they invited me to play in their Premier League Fantasy Soccer League. Appreciate you guys letting me in there. Moving on to another way you can structure your leagues with Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty. Very common league types in the football world. Redraft being that every season you and your league mates draft entirely new teams. All players are available among the player pool. And everyone gets a fair shot at the best players in the league. In a keeper league, you'll choose anywhere from one to a few players at the end of the season that each team gets to keep. And there's a number of ways you can determine how to govern which players you get to keep. I recommend going online and looking up different formats, coming up with the best way that works for you and your friends. But a few I'll share with you that I've done across the years. In a points league, you can have a few tiers based on how many points the player scored in the past season. So in the top tier will be your elite players who scored the most points. Then you could take a middle tier player in a lower range of points. And even a player who scored a very few points. 
need to account for injuries in this case and even rookies who got called up late in the season, but you'll figure it out. In a categories league, you might be more inclined to make the keeper restrictions based on the draft position that you took them in. This is a real fun style because if you go ahead and take a gamble on a rookie who you got in a very late round, you could end up with an absolute jam in following years. Guys like Vlad, Bichette, Franco. And the final league type with respect to players is Dynasty. I absolutely love Dynasty Leagues. It makes the draft so important because you might be looking at players in much higher rounds than in a redraft league who you believe are going to explode. Guys who might even still be in the minors and aren't even going to play in the season that you're drafting. But you've had your eye on them and you're going to stash them. Lots of great strategy and scouting goes into watching the minor leagues in these formats. You'll find yourself with a much deeper bench in these leagues. It makes trades a lot more fun. And it adds a sense of strategy because you might find yourself selling out to win now. On to the two different ways that you can draft in your leagues. More commonly is the snake draft, which you can have a lot of fun with determining the order. I do recommend releasing the draft order well in advance of the draft to give your league mates time to practice some mocks from their position. But if you choose to just have the draft order released 30 or 60 minutes beforehand, randomized by the platform that you're using, I respect that too. Certainly adds a level of difficulty to draft day. Your other option is to have an auction draft. In this format, every team starts with a certain amount of dollars that you get to bid on each player you need to decide how you're going to spend your money going after top dogs who will be much more expensive versus going after players that are maybe a little less known, returning from injury, and their values are lowered for whichever reason, and loading up on those guys, making a riskier team that could win it all. Couple more things to discuss which are a little more relevant to commissioners. But if you choose to open them up for conversation with your league mates, absolutely go for it. What type of rosters will you have? I do recommend that you have at least five IR spots available for your team. I think that's all Yahoo allows, but if you could have more, I think you should. If the basketball season is any indication of how baseball is going to go down this year, there are going to be players out frequently due to COVID. And you're seeing more guys IR eligible than ever before, just based on injuries. Got to be able to react to that because it really sucks when half your roster is out and you have no opportunity to win a matchup. As for transactions, trades and ad drops, I do firmly believe that in a daily league at least, Transactions should go into effect same day if they get done before the first game of the day. You should have the opportunity to react if you have a small lineup, somebody gets hurt last minute, anything like that. And when it comes to trades specifically, I despise needing to wait multiple days to get a deal done. It's a waste of time. Trades are rarely getting overruled. And at the end of the day, you should play with the honor code. 
If two teams in your league genuinely believe that the deal they're making helps them win their matchup, helps them long term, whatever the reasoning is that they proceed to follow through with a deal, if they're both in an agreement, let it happen. This way, when the trade goes into effect, you get instant gratification and it's like a new toy that you get to roll out that day. In the event that there seems to be some real collusion happening, well, that's when the commissioner steps in and overrules the deal. I actually put a guy on probation for making a very suspicious deal with his girlfriend. That was unacceptable. We had to give him a year off so he could really feel the burn. And as for points leagues, how much each stat should be worth? I think it's pretty safe to go with whatever the platform is offering. However, they do not default to having bonus points for things like game-winning RBIs, grand slams, shutouts, perfect games. When one of your players achieves something like this, I think they deserve some bonus points. Regarding the different platforms you can use, well, I've actually only used ESPN and Yahoo for baseball. I do believe that Yahoo is the superior app. I love some of the features they have, like the chat room for every single player. It's like a little mini community of all owners of that player. I also prefer Yahoo to ESPN when it comes to changing your lineup because it's much simpler to do. As soon as you put him into the spot, he's locked in. ESPN requires you to save it when you do a change. Kind of annoying. Although, I do prefer a couple things on the ESPN app, like the fact that they allow your roster to be larger than 30 players. So when it comes to a dynasty league, this is pretty essential. I've been very interested in exploring some new apps, like CBS. I did play in a CBS football league for a couple years and had a good time with it. Never tried it out for baseball, but I do very much enjoy the CBS Fantasy Baseball podcast. Those guys are awesome to listen to. Highly recommend it. And I've also seen some great things about the Fantrax app, which I do look forward to trying out. I saw they were just marketing the fact that they have a function to orchestrate three-team trades, which is very cool. If you want to pull off something like that in ESPN or Yahoo, you need to do it on the side and do it in multiple transactions. So, as a reminder, I'm looking to start a few new leagues with my first listeners. So be sure to hit me up on the social medias, Instagram and Twitter, at MorningDFantasy. Or hit me on email, morningdfantasy at gmail.com. And let me know if you're interested in playing with us. I have found the first two guys who will be joining one of the leagues. And I do believe that one of them is going to be our first guest on the show. Very excited about it. But we'll talk more about that in the future. For the first few people who hit me up, I am going to be a free consultant for you to have by your side on draft day. The holiest days of the year. Just want to give a couple quick shout outs that I didn't get a chance to do last week because I was so freaking excited about launching the show. My good friend Max Smith from college is the man who made the jingle that we have to start and end of the show. Max, my man, thank you so much. That's awesome. Feel free to hit me up for his info if you ever want to contract him for some work. Quick shout out 
to Emma Fox 555 on Fiverr, who put together the awesome logo we have. And lastly, to my incredible wife, who's doing all the editing for this show. It's been so much fun working on this together, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Tune in next week for an episode about some strategy, rankings, guys you gotta have on your team this season. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump. <laughs>